Welcome back to another episode of Lemon Pepper Wet Podcast, bringing you the latest, the laughter, and the lessons we learn along the way. The lemon is what leaves a sour taste in our mouths, the pepper is that hot topic that has everybody talking, and the wet is what quenches our thirst and gives us life. I'm Bethany. And I'm Christina. And we're taking shots. Speaking of thirst. (gasps) Lord have mercy. Ray nephew. White rum on a Monday is not. (laughs) You know what? I, it's kind of, I don't know, nostalgia, I feel like, I always feel like specifically relates to like childhood, but it doesn't have to, right? No. It feels nostalgic for Carnival, like, or, or <laughs> okay. no, no, the band launching specifically. Yeah, the season, the, the season, season of Carnival yeah. really does feel like Ray and Nephew. Yeah, Ray and nice. Nephew makes me think of Christmas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. any festive it holiday. makes me think of holiday season for sure. Yeah. Because that shit got <laughs> Anyway, what do we have this week? Okay, well, so a few things have been going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the last thing that I remember seeing, uh, or the last thing that we talked about, yeah. was... Uh, okay, it was a, wet, a lemon wet. Okay. Okay, and we are talking about... Chloe of Chloe and Hallie. Yes. This this is a pepper lemon wet, honestly. Oh. Or a, I could just say a lemon pepper wet. A triple <laughs> hitter? Hit triple hitter? I don't know. Okay, whatever. Anyway, all I know is Chloe Bailey was on my timeline mm-hmm. every time I opened my social media apps. She's been living there for quite some time. I feel like do it. When Do It came out, it was like, oh, okay, girl. We you saw the hips dropping you. every time the beat drops. We see you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so since that single dropped, I mean, there's just like been like increasing visibility of her just like coming out of her shell, uh-huh. doing her little early 20-year-old, 20s thing. Yes. Like as early 20-somethings do. Yeah. So, you know, just a lot of... Uh, Dancing around out a in the lot crowd. of a lot of unapologetic, sensual, mm-hmm. sexy. I mean, I guess we'll just call it sexy. Yeah. Like she obviously feels sexy, and we're seeing that play out right before our very mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, I think what I notice more is like people are like, oh. Chloe's just dying. She can't wait to twerk on y'all hoes. She can't <laughs> wait to bust out from her sister and da 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 da. And now that she's doing it, it's like, oh, she's doing too much. Yeah. She's being too sexy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a problem just across the board. Like, you can never be too modest mm-hmm. or you can never be too sexy. You know, you can't please everybody. You can't please everyone. So it's like, just let her be, just yeah. let her do her I thing. I mean, she's growing up. And I think that this is something that we see often with young pop stars. Mm-hmm. Like, they start off as teeny boppers and then naturally they grow into whoever they're going to become. Yes. And a lot of that comes with, like I really getting to know yourself and your identity, your sexual identity. And she just happens to be in the public eye while doing it. Yes. 
Um, I'm not mad personally, but a lot of y'all are, and I am not here for it. I mean, that's the lemony part of it. It should, there was so much backlash. And her even having to explain the way she's been posting. Yeah. That made, I felt bad for her. Same. She, she's not doing anything that most... 22 year old like from influencer to celebrity like they're all participating in the challenges and like right dancing around their rooms and doing just hot girl shit so she's not doing anything different but i guess people have just like stuffed her into this like perfectly sweet modest box right and now they don't know how to handle it i guess i think it's more like People don't know how to take it when you find yourself attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the the natural response for when someone says, oh, you're so hot or you're so pretty or whatever is, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not. not. Yeah. But if someone's like, you damn right I am. Yeah. I'm fucking fine as hell. It's yeah. like, oh, wait a second. You're not supposed to. You are supposed to wait for me to validate, to validate you. Mm. And now that you've done it already, it's like, it takes you don't need me yeah. to validate you? <laughs> Excuse you. me? You don't need my opinion on your self-image? Ooh, that sounds so ugly. I mean... It's very ugly. It, feel, it felt like when I saw these videos, I felt like I could feel that she was like coming into her own and like learning to love herself. And I felt like that was a really beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. I think also, I, I mean, I can understand how things can be slightly distasteful or off-putting when you're talking about girls that are like 16, 17. But she's a woman. She's a woman. She's a grown-ass woman. And this, like... Let me ask you a question. Yeah. At what age, if any age, because I don't know what your answer is going to be, what age did you realize you were that bitch? I don't know that I have ever felt that really, but <laughs> I I think I probably had like a peak season like around late 20s. So now, period. I'm 32. <laughs> I am 30. So recently. I'm an old but re- hag. Re- in recent. recent times. But it was, it was like very, this, this could go on for, this conversation could really get crazy. We can impact some things. We can totally impact some things. I don't know if I want to do that right here, right now, right now. Okay. <laughs> but. Um, right here, right now? Right here, right now. Oh. But I think that um, a lot of that feeling I don't know. I don't know because she did explain like how she at a time didn't love herself. She didn't love the way that she looked and she's starting to learn to. I don't know that I have really, especially from a physical standpoint, Mm -hmm. I think internally like learning to love like who I am as a person is one thing, but learning to love myself and my body and the body that gets me through life and be appreciative of it and not be so hard on myself and like really trying to like fight the all the internal (laughs) self-sabotage and the internal fat phobia for me like there's a lot of negative Mm. like self-talk often when it comes to my 
physical image. Mm -hmm. So when I think about when I felt like I was that bitch, it's when I was like working out with a trainer. And when I, so I don't know, I don't know that I have actually arrived at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. which is all the more reason why I'm like, you go, Chloe, you go, girl. Yeah. Like, because I'm just like, I would, lo- I wonder what that feels like. You know? You're jealous. I'm jealous. Or you're I'm not, not jealous, not jealous, but it's, uh, there's some like positive envy. Yes. You yeah. Know, like, I mean, it's oh, like, I'm so, pr- I wish I could be that. I wish I that. could be that. I envy that. Yeah, sure. I, I envy that, or there's something that I could take from that. You know what I'm saying? Seeing that example. Yeah. I definitely don't think. I mean, I think that's hard for anybody to just be like, well, you know what? Let me not speak for y'all because yeah, some of y'all some really real out here. confident people out here. Being so confident. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever actually arrived at that. But when I did feel like that, I do think that I was really in line with what the general societal, like, norms are. Like, Ooh. I like I said, I was working out with a trainer. I was, like, felt comfortable wearing certain things. Like, I didn't, you know, like, I just didn't have certain bodily <laughs> attributes <laughs> that are typically associated with things that are unattractive. And in, in those cases, like, you really have to fight to, like, tell yourself that, like, even though the world is telling me that I should fucking hate myself. That mm. I'm still gonna love myself, and so radical self love. Yeah, is what that is. more power to her. Like I think that's gonna come separately from whatever I got going on right now. It's like a different kind of self love that mm-hmm. I got to take it one step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I I okay. So last night we kind of touched on this off mic, mm-hmm. and you were talking about how your sis is kind of self actualizing mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. And when you were talking, I was recalling a time in high school. Mm-hmm. This was in high school. This was like maybe ninth or 10th grade. And you know, when you're like starting to shed your like baby fat mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. like I was going through that. I was like getting taller, mm-hmm. like my body was changing. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of dope. Like, yeah. I, I think I look good. Like, I'm not sure, but I think this looks good. Yeah. And I think I like it. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, it wasn't anything that I shared with people. I was right. just, like, noticing myself in the privacy of, like, just my mm-hmm. bathroom mirror. So that was, that was like, the first time I really thought I looked good. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, Would happy. Would you equate... That feeling of looking good to self-love. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have any... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I had acne and I had braces, but it was like... Those are... That's like the standard teenage package. Like, you're going to get that. Yeah. You know, if you're going to get it early teenage years or late, you know, some people keep it for Mm -hmm. longer. But I had those things and I wasn't like too pressed about it because I was like, my body looks good and... The pressure to be, like, physically attractive in my family, that there's a lot of pressure there. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I've checked this. I'm good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? See, and I just feel like I don't know that my my feeling of 
self-actualization, like you said, and self-appreciation on a physical level was ever really rooted in some something that was my own. It was yeah. always based on the world's gaze of me. Other people's, like, opinions. Yeah, opinions. And, and maybe that was fucked up, but... That's still, when it happened. That's when it happened. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That, I think that I... I I literally remember writing in my journal about how my body was looking mm. and how I was like, I think I'm a woman now. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said those I words. said that I wrote those words. I was like, I think I'm a woman now. Like <laughs> I felt like a woman. And then am I a woman? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I, I feel like my body was starting to look more grown up. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, you've arrived. Yeah. And then, but I was, what, 15. So, yeah. right. Yeah. Which is weird. Which, which is, is weird. so weird. But again, I think a lot of those signals come from, and I'm not, I'm not speaking about your personal experience, yeah. but I think, especially for girls at 15 and 16 and why like pedophilia is a, a topic of conversation, because yes. a lot of those cues come from. Like, the things that you see that men like and what they're attracted to and drawn to. And it's like, if you are a young girl who is getting womanly features, I guess... I don't want to. It's weird. And I'm not trying to get political, but you know what I'm saying. If you're getting titties in the ass. Yeah. (laughs) And then you notice people start noticing you, then it's like, okay, so this must be. You that, know it I'm was saying? an adverse effect, though. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed noticing for myself, mm-hmm. but I was still very, like, I didn't want other people to notice. Yeah, like, sure. I was. Because you was, were a kid. I was a kid, yeah. and I was, like, really shy. So, do and you feel like super you had modest. those, that feeling ever in adulthood? Like, after you were 20, let's say? Like, did you I feel think like, so. oh, I'm popping? I feel like I've had moments where I was like, oh, I'm popping, but. I don't think I've ever been a person to, like, really display, like, if I feel sexy, like, I feel like I've been really low-key about it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, just like how you said you see Chloe and you're like, okay, you mm-hmm. popping? I wish I could. That that has been me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, I know I'm, like, popping under here, uh-huh. but I don't want everyone else to know. Mm. So, I want to keep that. Okay, so how do you feel about people saying like, oh, well, she... So in that case, mm-hmm. do you feel like there is some level of Chloe wanting attention and validation from the public? Because she doesn't have to put it on social media. Maybe, but maybe not. I mean, we see there's I follow a lot of women of different bodies mm-hmm. and stuff, and there are women who don't have the the standard of beauty. Mm-hmm. They don't have a shape like Chloe, mm-hmm. but they're still just they're bearing it all just as much as sure. she is. Okay. So I don't even know if it's about like wanting attention for what she has, because maybe those women want attention too. I don't know, or maybe they just feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think. That is the part I envy. Yeah. Or, I feel, I, I envy the bravery and the confidence and the like. The confidence. The comfort. Yeah. Like. The fuck it. 
The fucking of it all. The fucking of it all. It's like, damn. Like, yeah. let me get on a silhouette challenge yeah. real quick. Like, <laughs> I'll think yeah. about it. But then I'm like, mm. the, and it goes back to thinking about what other people will think of you. Yeah. And it's just like the rattle. I don't know. I'm a, I'm team Chloe here. Like, oh, I'm yeah. team Chloe. Like, how if she's doing it for attention or if she's just doing it for herself. Yeah. I fuck with it. I, right, because at the end of the day, she is an entertainer. She's yes. a pop star. Yes. Like, we see pop stars all the time, scantily clad. And this is another thing. Someone on TikTok. Okay, Christina's TikTok corner. <laughs> Let's go. Someone on TikTok was like, okay, you guys have these such high standards for her. High, I use air quotations with that such high standards for her about her maintaining her modesty and not seeking validation and attention from men specifically. But then you have other pop stars, like they specifically brought up Mulatto, uh-huh. who's also 22, who be out here shaking that wagon, you know what I'm saying? the short titties out, like whatever. But you, but the, the comment section is so vastly different. It's and why flames, is flames, that? Flames, 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 flames. I don't know. Why is that? Like, why do some women get branded with the it's it's the good girl ba- it bad bad girl of yes, it all and yes. it's just like why can't they just be girls or why can't they just be women who yeah. are choosing to display their sexuality their confidence How and when they whenever want. they want yeah because if hallie were to put on some sweatpants she's still gonna be fine right you know like yeah. she's still gonna get looks so you know it's maybe it's, it's just, just Maybe it has more to do with like, okay, when you come on the scene and you guys, we all saw them, the fans saw them kind of grow up from YouTube, like actually little girls Mm -hmm. going into a a very wholesome space. Yes. So when you attract that wholesome, modest crowd, maybe they feel like this is not what I came here for. Maybe that is the... And that is, like, some questions you need to answer for yourself. (laughs) Like, that's where I'm just like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. I don't love the attacking her for doing what other women, like, her exact same age and sometimes even younger are doing. So, Mm -hmm. it's just like... And also, I think the takeaway is just... What's the takeaway? (laughs) To let women do what the fuck they want to do with their bodies it's always come it always comes that's down what to it that. boil up slavery and then letting women have full agency over <laughs> themselves their bodies, that's, it. that's the only two lessons here like yeah. i mean like ever in life ever like, it, I, I just find i just find it funny how mm-hmm. <laughs> i just find it funny how there was up for um yeah yeah chloe you get a wet the haters get lemons and and also like in the same breath like very very quickly it's like the over sexualizing her and then kind of like attributing her sister with being more wholesome Mm, you You know you know what i mean like i think that's kind of weird because we don't know these girls like she might be out here more than chloe in fact they touched on that about yeah. how because of Chloe's new like coming out of her shell, if you will, mm-hmm. it seems like oh she want a ratchet ass nigga or she want yeah know, like she's trying to be a certain thing when she would when they said on their live like or on Twitter or whatever mm-hmm. like really it's actually Hallie that be out here you know what I mean which. Exactly. I find very funny, but... It's always the quiet ones. Always. (laughs)
<laughs> um, we are rooting for you, Chloe. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, more lemons for you. Okay. All right, so the NFL is problematic. As fuck. Someone reminded me that the Super Bowl was happening, and I was like, oh, there's Teens Point? Like, what? <laughs> Y'all saw on that? That was so last year like yeah who still watches football football? Um, especially hold on time out especially y'all niggas still watching (laughs) football after how they treated Kaepernick I'm gonna just lay it down right there we yeah we y'all already know the (laughs) continue tell me about Um, what they did now okay so there's a Seahawks player I don't know his fucking name I don't care to really know his name I probably should say his name but He's a white man yes. who has a black girlfriend and he has been uh, physically abusing her and... In the most vile and disgusting of ways. Yeah. I mean, um, and I guess what has now reached the public is that this one particular incident, he beat this woman unconscious mm-hmm. and uh, there were words exchanged when she finally came to... His response to her was, oh, you didn't die or you're not dead yet. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Sick fuck. This really makes me so sad. Um, When I read that story, I was like really disgusted. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I think I was even more disgusted by the commentary and the comparison of, well... This other black athlete did less to his girlfriend, Ugh. did less abusive things, but still, still abused abusive. her. Yeah, and he got this and that. So and y'all this man, keep that same energy. Ex- I mean, true. Yes, it, it it should be more talked about. Yeah, but why find a way to center yourselves in this situation? Like, this is not what we should be talking about. It, you're missing the point. The point is that uh, that a woman was violently abused by her partner, and where's the justice for her? Right. Like, her life was endangered, and her abuser needs to see justice. Right. Like, or she needs to see justice yeah. at the hands of her abuser, or abuser's punishment. Right. That the wind is crazy. <laughs> Um, I 100% agree. And it's just so interesting because it's like, I feel like men often will find so many ways to just be like, we don't really give a fuck about women. Like, we don't actually care about women. Like, I mean, if somebody posts a hashtag or something like that, maybe we'll jump on the coattails of that for performative allyship. But because men are definitely guilty of that shit. Yeah. And but really, the the conversation was made so plain and clear, like whoever I don't know any of these niggas names, like whoever was beating his wife (laughs) in the elevator, all this shit like y'all did this, this, that and the third. But you, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, what? It, the the conversation was not centered around the abuse and I just I don't know like trying to justify or make excuses for or like find reasons why is just disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting and I hate the well what if that was your mom, wife, sister, cousin and it's just like 
you have to be related to a woman to even like humanize her, humanize her or see her worth or see that she deserves more. Right. It's the same thing when men are like, oh, I didn't really understand until I had a daughter. And it's like, oh, what? that is the worst. <laughs> that is what? the worst. I've been feeling so bad for them daughters. Yeah. Like <laughs> your daddy basically said he was trash right. until, until he found can... out you had a vagina. Right. Oh. God, <laughs> that's it. Like that's really the 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 beginning and the end of it. And I need y'all to do better. Mm-hmm. And I need you to hold your fellow brethren accountable mm-hmm. and call them out on their bullshit because there's a lot of like regular ass men out here doing weird, abusive, creepy things, and their friends are just standing by and not saying anything. Yeah. Oh, that I mean, ain't my problem. I ain't see shit. Yeah, and a lot of times it's because, like, you're, like, I think you're, what you're saying essentially is, like, because you know someone and you don't want to be involved or you don't want to make your relationships with, because we know how y'all like to impress each other, you don't want to make your relationships with your male friends or family more complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sick. Yuck. It's sick. What's her name? Do we know? We don't know her name. I saw her photo, and I I need more trigger warnings on the internet. (laughs) I need more, like, trigger warning me down, because I saw his face, and then I saw her, like, beat-up face. Yeah. So, it looks like they're not releasing his girlfriend's name i can't find it anywhere but his name is chad wheeler mm-hmm. plays for the seahawks and of course he tweeted some he tweeted he tweeted would you like to hear his apology <sighs> i'll just i'll briefly do it events happened over the weekend that transpired from a manic episode i am deeply sorry for the pain and suffering that i have caused to the victim and her family. I apologize profusely for the turmoil, turmoil that I have caused to my family, teammates, fans, and those closest to me. The most important thing right now is that the victim gets the care she needs and I get help. Both are happening. It's time for me to walk away from football and get the help I need to never again pose a threat to another. I cannot express my sorrow or remorse enough. I am truly ashamed. You know, I I feel like a lot of times when um, white men do things, they blame it on mental health reasons. And apparently he is on medications for some, like, mental disorders. Is that the right word to use? I don't know if we can say mental disorders anymore, but we go on. Yeah, so he wasn't taking his medicine. And I just, I don't. I don't love that. I don't love that excuse. It's, it doesn't sit well. It doesn't. It's not like oh okay. Like oh, you know what I'm saying because it's okay. like, I mean, and and this is not just what we're saying. This is what the media will tell us also. Like oh, he was disturbed or he was depressed or he was suicidal, and it's like okay, but he also killed twenty two children in a school. Like <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? Like so, it's just like he also murdered a whole bunch of people at church. Yeah, you know, exactly. like exactly. It, I'm tired of the excusing these type of crimes, and it just seems like when they happen against women, it it gets dusted under the rug. It gets swept under the rug so quickly. Yeah, and yeah, and when they happen against black women, especially, especially. yeah. 
Ugh, anyway, um, super pre- limiting. Uh, I I hope that she finds the counseling and peace of mind and safety that she desperately needs at and this deserves. moment and deserves because I just could not. I don't even want my mind to put myself in her shoes. Yeah, because that just waking up to your your partner saying, "Oh, I thought I killed you." Like that has to. That's probably so like unsettling yeah yeah it's it's sick um fuck you chad fuck you chad (laughs) ew okay let's get out of there yeah (laughs) let's get out (laughs) um okay so more uh peppery things okay so apparently like white kids all over the nation were like fucking up wall street That was a good story. That was a good story. And, you know, I don't really understand the stock market fully and wholly, so I'm not going to act like I do. Mm -mm. But I think the long and short of it is that hedge fund, a.k.a. really rich people who are involved in the stock market, decided to buy GameStop stock or borrow GameStop Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. stock yes, and then sell it for really cheap and hope to sell it back to GameStop for even cheaper and keep the difference and make millions off of that somehow. They call I'm going to I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, y'all know we be lying. So Yeah, <laughs> and we don't be fact checking. But basically all the homies on Reddit start like sharing like real tips and mm-hmm. tricks to get your money on the stock market mm-hmm. and rich people are mad. Rich people are mad. They're, I mean, they're just basically upset that regular people can have access to the wealth that they do. And mm. it's like, mm, nope, only only a few of us, not everybody. I'm right. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And then the stories that ensued after, like, people were, like, after the, the, price of the, the prices of these shares rose, like, astronomically people were like paying off their student loans like paying for their family members like chemo treatments Mm. like shit that people really need and really deserve and especially in a pandemic where the mm. government didn't even fucking look out for them Mm -hmm. gave them a little 1200 and said make it work right and then said, "I'm a, I'm a loan you six hundred right now, and I'm gonna pay you fourteen hundred later. Right. I'm good for it. Right, <laughs> you right, know? right. That, that's like the reality we're living in. So to see that some people were, they, they were granted access to this little pile of wealth just for a moment, mm-hmm. just to get some regular shit paid for, mm-hmm. and." Rich people are mad. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised that they're mad and they're like literally crying on national television. My question is, is like, when am I going to get my 40 acres and a mule? Like, I mean, I I see see a lot of money moving around, going from hands to hands. The money's there. It's there. And it's also like non-existent. Like, I don't know. It's just like, there's all this like progressive talk. I'm, I am very much like on the progressive side of like 
things that I see, just things that are like fed to me. Like mm-hmm. my Google analytics are like, we know what you want. Mm-hmm. You're Bernard. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm seeing a lot of eat the rich, a lot of like people who are just straight up like communists. Like, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I'm just wondering in all of this, like we're going to go from like having this huge gap and divide between the rich and the middle class and the poor and then we're going to go to like, no, everybody deserves a piece of the pie, blah, 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 blah. It's like, will black people have a moment to like really acquire, like, where does it, where do we get in on that? Like, when do, where we, do we get our equal footing or equal air quotes footing? Yeah, yeah like, because I'm going to be honest with you, like, I, I have met several non-black trust fund kids. Yeah. Like, both growing up at Eagles Landing, when I was working at, um, you know, when I got my first, like, my first real job at the restaurant at Cafe Intermezzo, my manager was a Jewish trust fund baby. Um, And I had a friend who dated him, and she said, like, the kind of allowances at 38 years old that he got for just being rich... From his parents? Yeah. It's like, what? It, it's it's unfathomable almost. But, you know, I would be lying to say, like, when I think about my business endeavors and, like, my goals for the future, especially financially, like, I want to be able to provide those same allowances to my family. Like, I right. want my sisters and their kids and my stepkid to have, like, to be able to be like, you know what? I want to move to Manhattan and pursue my music career. Yeah. And us to be able to be like, you got to boo, like, go ahead, do your thing. Like, mm-hmm. when does that happen? I, I mean, I think it, unfortunately, I think we're just a little, we're a few hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> In a few hundred years. That's when it'll happen, basically. Uh, like, it, it, like, the shit was just never set up for us to even get there right now you know and I think we're just like starting to see um a little glimmer of hope of the possibility of that because fortunately we live in a place where millionaires can just happen like not this is not typical and standard across the world around the world like you can literally be born in the projects and be a billionaire now right you know put out a hot mixtape if you put out a couple hot albums, <laughs> if you join forces with a R and B diva, right. I'm talking about Jay Z and yeah, Beyonce. Yes, yeah. yeah, like if you can do, if you can like have that one in a million chance, yeah, you can be a billionaire. But it's like most people cannot be billionaires. Okay, but a most billion, people can. A billion dollars is a a lot of it's a lot of money, money but you know you can be a millionaire you could be a millionaire that like can you retain those millions that's a better question i think but you can definitely be in a position the opportunity is there for you to be in a position to be like what most people would consider like set for life stable yeah. for life like meanwhile you do have people that are just like I saw this girl online who was like, I was born poor. I've been paying, helping my parents pay for their mortgage since I was 15 years old. I'm in nursing school. The pandemic hit. I can't work and also pay my way through school. And I just feel like I'm going to die poor. 
Like, how do people do it? And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a lot hard. It's hard for most of us mm-hmm. to get to a place of like financial stability, yeah. whatever that is. Like, yeah. even if you have money, you might not be financially stable. Yeah, like one bad one bad pandemic can Ooh. knock your ass out. Ooh, yeah. You know, and unfortunately, that has been a lot of people mm-hmm. in the past year, and it's just fucked up. It's just fucked up. When I when I heard of the like um, stock market crash, the game start the GameStop saga, it was more like why let just let people why why you gotta hate? <laughs> they're hating because they're talking about millions of dollars. Oh, we're talking it's about so what they believe is their well being. But I would be. I would be lying to you if I said I'm not trying to understand the capitalism game because as liberal as I want to be and as progressive as I'd like to be, I just, the powers that be don't make me believe that there's going to be a time in my lifetime where we won't live in a capitalistic society. So for me, it kind of feels like you better get in where you fucking fit in. Oh. And for me, that type of shit just makes me tired. Yeah. Like I'm I'm tired of like thinking about how to outrich my neighbor or <laughs> like my passion. Yeah, and... it's just really, really exhausting to think about. Like I just want to be comfortable with like a little bit extra. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's possible to live on I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not limiting my finances. Like, if I'm gonna be a millionaire, great. If exactly. I'm gonna be a billionaire, amazing. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get rich or die trying. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna do me, and I'm gonna try to make smart financial decisions. But I'm not about to be murking myself over a fucking stock market crash because yeah. a lot of people did that. Like, yeah. a lot of people took themselves out because they couldn't handle like telling their family like i lost all of our money today you know like it's risky business and it's not for me it's not for me dog yeah no the stock market especially this game that we're talking about specifically it can be very very volatile i do think that there are other ways and loopholes to make money yeah and i feel like I don't know. My mentality might be fucked up, but I just be feeling like I need to get fucking hit to this shit. Like yeah. I'm I'm not going to be sitting here screaming out my window talking about give me another $1200 when I need to oh, be yeah. just like I'm not holding my breath on that. Yeah. I'm not holding my... I I could go out and make $1,200 right now. Yeah, exactly. Talk your shit. Like I'm not I'm not holding my breath for no stimmy. So that's I'm just like this like the far left notion of like eat the rich like blah 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 i'm like okay y'all okay like what if you're rich you want to get eat you want to get ate right (laughs) but i mean okay i i guess it's just like understanding the difference between like what like healthy and wealthy and then like uber rich like jeff bezos rich like there is a couple there's the one percent like him being that rich just makes me want to throw up yeah like it's kind of someone broke down like how much his the distribution of his wealth could literally save like the world yeah you know and that's the thing that i don't understand like 
I think when you get to a certain level, like your morals and your whatever, it becomes a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I don't more money, more problems. More money, more problems. And I don't think you can be like a uber, uber, uber rich person and be good mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, no, no, there's no way. <laughs> like I don't think, I don't totally think it goes especially hand in hand. not if you're like hoarding your wealth. Like I would like to believe that if I ever had several hundreds of millions of dollars, that I would want to give most of that away. I it would like at there comes a certain point when you're so rich that you don't even have to pay for shit. You don't. And you know what I mean? Like he's not paying for Uber. I don't know if I who who I talk to about it. Yeah, because no one's going to make you pay. No one's going to make you pay for shit Just when you're rich. Of who you are. Yeah. And I I don't know who I talk about. I was talking about this with a couple years back, but it's like after a certain amount of millions, like there's nothing that I can't do with like sixty million dollars that Jeff Bezos can do like within this planet. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like we can charter the same yachts. Like we can fly the same planes. Like yeah. I'm not trying to go to Mars. So you know what I mean? It's like you gotta what, do some otherworldly shit. Like you can't. You can't really. That much money? There's no point. It's just <laughs> to have it and just to say that I'm the richest man in the world or I'm the fastest grossing. Amazon person, (laughs) you know, and I will say that ex-wife of his, Mm -hmm. she be distributing her wealth. Mm. She, she just donated a large sum of money to all HBCUs. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, there's people who are stupid rich for no reason. And then there's people that are rich with like a conscious, with morals, with philanthropists, philanthropic or philanthropist. Yeah. Philanthropist. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean. I do have a question for you. Sure. Did you get your vaccine yet? I got it today. How do you feel? Are you mutating? (laughs) Not yet. Okay. Um, I'm still waiting on that. Uh, okay. So yeah, another hot topic, another pepper for you is the vaccine. I mean, it's rolling out. There's certain uh, levels of distribution about who should have access to the vaccine first. Mm. I was in the 1A group. (laughs) I was in the 1A group as, I guess, elderly and healthcare worker. Um, So I feel fortunate because I I wouldn't call myself an anti-vaxxer. I'm not necessarily like jumping to get the flu vaccine every year just because I've never had the flu. I don't, I mean. You've never had the flu? I've never had the flu. I've never had the flu. That's interesting. Um, So, you know, like I wasn't ever like, okay, I'm going to go get this flu vaccine because I was just like, uh, hmm. You know, and and it didn't feel like a threat to my life. It was like, okay, if I get the flu, I'll be out for a little while, but Mm -hmm. whatever. So... Also, like, who loves going to the doctor and getting shots? Like, nobody. Right. Um, But more specifically, I think the conversation surrounding black people and their relationship to the healthcare system has been, like, a really touchy subject lately. And Mm -hmm. I know amongst my black friends, like, the shit that they're posting, y'all wild, like, posting on social media about, like, how, what's going to happen to you after you get the vaccine Mm -hmm. and, like, how new it is and, like, no one knows the long-term effects and, like, for women of a reproductive age, like, how is this going to affect your pregnancies in the future, if at all? So, um, I can understand that, like, if you know the history of Black people and their relationship to healthcare in America specifically, like, all the way back to 
the first OBGYN. All the way back to slavery. All the way back to slavery. <laughs> and all the way back to black women and how they were experiments for OBGYNs without their consent, without pain medication, like about all these facts and statistics about how black women are more likely to die in childbirth. Henrietta Lacks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They took her cells and are still using them worldwide and still not compensating her family for that. Um, what else? The Tuskegee syphilis trials. Like, there's, there's a lot so of mistrust much. of black people and modern medicine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't blame anyone for being skeptical. Right. But I will say you can't be skeptical and dumb as fuck. Like, <laughs> if you're not going to get the COVID vaccine, please do not be out in these clubs. Yeah. Please don't be anti-maxing. Masking, yeah. Anti-vaxing and anti-masking. Yeah. Like, you cannot have it both ways. You can't say, I don't feel comfortable getting the vaccine, but also, like, I'm doing the most every weekend. Yeah. exposing of yourself to the to the virus. It's just kind of like, it doesn't, it's not adding up for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. And honestly, I can't, I cannot conspiracy theorize every little thing like no, it would drive me crazy and it would I, drive me crazy i've i've gotten so many rounds of vaccines before like when the um what's it called hpv vaccine came out i definitely got that shit never like, questioned it i four of them four times sure boom 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 yeah every every two weeks or yeah, whatever, whatever I, I got the little bloop to, yeah. to, to prove it yeah. that i got it so it's just like mm, i don't know and i also come from a family of believers in medicine. My mom mm-hmm. was a nurse. My grandmother was a nurse. Like, it's always been like, if you're sick, you're going to take this. If mm-hmm. you're, if now, in my adulthood, as like, now that I have more agency or I have full agency over my body, mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I don't love taking medicine every single time I have like a little tickle. Right. COVID has changed that. <laughs> COVID has changed that. I will I'm quick to swig some like yeah. day quill yeah. if I feel something happening to me. But that's just paranoia and that's a, a different story for another day. <laughs> but uh, I'm not against taking a vaccine. I never took the flu vaccine because mm-hmm. like you, I I mean I have had the flu before but it didn't seem as dire. I mean, because no. it wasn't. It wasn't. It was like people. It, it people die from the flu often. That's not wrong. They do. But this was like a global pandemic. <laughs> COVID <laughs> is a different beast, and we've seen that. Like, yes, people die from the flu every year, but it has never. Like, I don't think in our lifetime we've experienced something on right. this level. Like, it's pretty scary right and on the flip side and i'm i'm let me just preface this by saying i'm not here to convince anybody to take or not take the vaccine what you do with your body and your life is your choice but i also think that um you know if you do a little bit of research vaccines have been very successful in in history with eradicating really 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 awful diseases yeah most notably probably polio yes and y'all all got that shit y'all all Every, got that shit all of us have been vaccinated like i, I mean well mm. there's the group of the religious purposes for people who but i don't even know now like I, I remember growing up in school that 
parents had the option to not vaccinate their kids, but I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I don't know. I, I definitely remember having to, like, there was a series of shots that you had to get. To go to school. In order but to I go to school. But I think you could opt out if it was for religious reasons. Oh, I'm not a part of that. So, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, exactly. And I, I do know that, you know, there are some isolated studies around that attribute, like, vaccines to autism and specifically young black boys and things like that. But... I don't know that it's founded enough for me to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to risk it all out here. I'm just going I'm, to, I'm too out here. Like, again, <laughs> I am working in the medical field, coming in contact with people every fucking day. I go to several different locations, several, several different hospitals. Mm-hmm. Like, give me that shit. Yeah. Give me two of them. <laughs> I, the way I'm sick of not having full freedoms to do anything or like I can't see all my family like I want to. I can't, I have not left the country in I don't know how long. Like I feel very, I feel very much trapped. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, it's a little bit of like cabin fever, but on a bigger scale Mm -hmm. because there's so much that we don't, that we don't have access to. Like I was just thinking about how, um, there's like a big, there's like two big holiday parties that we have at work every year. And it's like a big deal because like everyone can see each other at one time and mm-hmm. we all get fucked up. And it's just good catching up when you don't have to work. And we didn't get to do that. And it was just so, I don't know, like even yeah. though it, it sounds so trivial, but humans thrive on like community this like human anyway the, this yeah and as much as i want to be like i am an introvert and i can stay home like, yeah i can stay home but i don't that's when i have a choice yeah like i choose to stay home yeah now it's like no but you have to come back home and just be in the house and find something to do yeah it's enough to drive a person a same person crazy and if i can get vaccinated and like make sure that i'm good like if we can all just get on the same page mm-hmm. like you guys don't want to wear masks but you also don't want to get vaccinated like mm. yeah it is tricky again i can't invalidate anyone's very real fear also of not doing that being hesitant hesitant or apprehensive like i completely understand that but i think this is where you kind of have to do a and this is a very common um method in any medis- medical field mm-hmm. you have to do a risk versus benefits analysis of this thing like what do you have to gain versus what do you have to lose like people people know people and people we know have succumbed to this disease and i just i don't know i it I thought about it. I thought about it for a while. About not getting it? About not getting it Uh and just being like, you know, because I always say I really do believe that my care to wash my hands and wear my mask and really not be just like out here in these streets, which I have, like, don't get me wrong. Like I've gone to brunch. Like, Mm -hmm. so I, I do think though that the precautions that I do take do keep me safe. So, you know, there ha- there was the thought that was just like, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, just keep doing what you're doing and you ain't even got to go down that road. But, I mean, at this point, it's just like, 
I don't want to push my luck. I don't want to push my luck. Because you could be doing what you're doing, but the person that is like in the same room as you might not. It's it's not even about like self accountability. It's like I don't trust. I don't trust y'all niggas. I don't trust (laughs) y'all. I don't trust y'all. Like, I b- please believe I'm watching the IG stories. Yes. Like, I'm seeing people, like, really out here, like, up in the club, mm. unmasked, just raw, like, <laughs> out here. And it, it makes me, it makes me feel a little crazy. Like, are we living in the same reality? Right. Like, are you, do you? Are you immune? Like, right. Are you an X-Men? Right. Like, do you know something? I don't right. know. Right. Can you just not catch COVID? Like, it's it's that that goes through my head. It's not even me. It's like what other people bring into my sphere. Yeah, it's just willful, willful, willful ignorance and also people just not caring about their community. It's like... Yeah. You... That's a big old fuck you to, like, everybody and their grandmama. Like... No. Yes. It's not okay. Yeah. Um, so you're... Um, I will say just... I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> you know, jealous. I feel very fortunate. Yeah. I will say, you know, look into, read up on how this vaccine has been derived. It's it's an mRNA vaccine. Sure. Not a DNA vaccine. Basically, it's like telling yourselves like what to recognize if you ever do come in contact with COVID. Mm-hmm. Unlike some vaccines that put kind of like a weakened version right. of the actual of the actual um, virus yeah. in your system. It's not like that. So, uh, yeah. That and also- there's a lot of misconceptions about it right yeah like people know what they know they learned one thing one time about a vaccine and they run with it it. and And then they tell their friend and their friend it's just like a chain of misinformation Mm -hmm. and it would do y'all some good to read not that we can talk because we don't ever read (laughs) (laughs) but i'm telling y'all to read and stop spreading these lies Stop spreading this What song is that? I don't know. Oh my Where'd God. you go? I don't know. <laughs> Stop spreading these rumors around. <laughs> Somebody knows. Okay. Someone knows. I well, don't. Well, anyway, that's that on the vaccine. I really don't have too much else to say about that. I'm going to keep y'all posted. I do know that some people have said like, okay, the first round went swimmingly and then the second round they felt a little... Mm-hmm, after yeah um which is not uncommon but i so you know i'm prepared for that outcome but I'll, keep I'll a captain's log or yeah. something like yeah. I, i'm gonna check back in on your <laughs> on your status <laughs> <laughs> yeah my arm's a little sore but oh, as yeah. of right now i haven't broken out in hives i did Good. not drop dead i didn't yes. have anaphylactic shock um, i love that for you yeah i, feel, I love that i feel very confident i feel great <laughs> um do you have anything else i don't think that so. you want to chit chat about no. no i don't think i do either um this has been fun i have will say i have thoroughly enjoyed like these episodes so far they feel really good yeah they feel good that's what consistency does for you <laughs> That's what consistency will do for that ass. Yeah, well, let's keep doing that. Um, and it's nice you, to just get stuff off your chest, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. 
If, if you guys want to get stuff off your chest, please hit us up on Instagram at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod, on Twitter and Facebook at Lemon Pepper Wet, and our email is Lemon Pepper Wet Pod at gmail.com. We Christina? need to delete our Facebook. <sighs> I Let think it's like attached it. to Instagram and like whatever. I mean, like there's activity there, but I feel like it's Instagram and Facebook are basically the same but different platforms. I wouldn't same. say all that. I think it's the same. How is it the same? I because when the you stories? do no, not it's not even the stories. I think. Oh, you mean like Instagram is Facebook and Facebook is Instagram? Yeah, They're but you don't. Same. It doesn't have to be like you don't have to. Put, okay, well anyway, we'll talk about that. Anyway, there. Christina, what's your Instagram? My That's Instagram not your Facebook. Is <laughs> Ctot Andrews, and I have a TikTok, but don't worry about that. Oh my God, Christina's TikTok <laughs> corner. We're gonna infiltrate that next episode. Just tell us about all the TikToks you love. I have several. I I know you do. My Instagram is epithane the drug, and we'll talk to you next time. What about your photography? Oh, there's not much action there, but That's so- okay. soon comes. Soon comes. Either way, there's someone who hasn't even seen it, who don't even know about it, who okay. never even heard of it. Okay, it's at by Bethane the drug, <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Excellent.